the very last strain go to someone else Let the doctor see someone who is in worse health Let them take the car, although you had a date Let your enemies be the ones who hate And do unto others And do unto others And do unto others This is Winning Slowly, taking the long view on technology, religion, ethics, and art. I am Chris Kreitcho, and this week I have nothing weird to say. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what's up with that. I mean, we've been saying weird things, so you have plenty of weird things to say. <laughs> I'm Stephen Caradini, and we're live on the air. Although, it's if you're listening, kind of fun. If you're listening to this after the fact, then we're not live, and you're just hearing a regular episode. <laughs> but for us, we are experiencing the liveness of this podcast right now. It is true. We are doing an experiment that we may or may not continue with. We'll let you know. I, I think we'll probably do this again at some point. We may not just do it every time. Exactly. Yes. So if in the future you want to listen, you can go to winningslowly.org slash live. And one of the most interesting things you'll see there, one of the things we've been saving up, though, as my wife can attest, it has been burning a metaphorical hole in my pocket, is... A new website. New so website. if you check out winningslowly.org today, you will see a shiny, shiny new website. And our social media presences will all be updated over the course of the next several days yep. to match. Yep. Our old website was... Fine. Fine. Oh, wait, Stephen, we didn't actually say something really important. Because we said it in the pre-show oh. that all the live listeners listened. Why are we having this weird show instead of jumping into a topic? Because it's our 100th episode! <laughs> Clearly Yay! we're really good at this podcasting thing, 100 episodes along. That's true. It's it's really great. But seriously, 100 episodes, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. But because of 100 episodes, we gave ourselves a new website because you got to do something cool to mark big That's right. big milestones. And so, Chris, take it away. New website. Yeah, the interesting thing here to me is mostly typography and colors. Our old website had what I called to Stephen a while back, good bones. That's and right. A lot of that you can see, our old version of our website versus our new version of a website. There's a lot similar here. But the colors are different, and the layout's a bit different, and the logo is different. If you're listening to this in your podcast app, you'll get a really good preview just by yep. looking at the episode cover and everything else. Yep. A lot of what we wanted to go for when we started the show was this kind of contrast between winning, which is on everybody's mind all the time, because we're Americans, still can't say that word, Americans. and slowly, that so much of what we're interested in doing on this show, and we'll dig into this more in the next couple of minutes as we kind of reflect on what we've done over the last four and a half years. That's a lot of years. Is that slowness. And so we were trying to come up with a way of expressing that contrast, and we landed on something that was kind of okay. We had this Slightly off-kilter crescendo logo type. We want to say thanks again to Cameron Morgan, who designed that and our original logo. We appreciate it. We're not using it now, but it served us well for the last four and a half years and Indeed. was pretty recognizable, yeah. so we do really appreciate it. And he he implemented our vision the way we yep. asked him to do it. So right. our vision has since changed. Our vision has but changed. He did a great job with our vision. <laughs> if you need design, we'll throw a link to Cameron Morgan in there and 
Another thing that we wanted to do with this redesign is that we wanted to take it from something that felt animated, not animated in the 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 form drawing sense but sort of it was it was lively it was in it was moving it was popping um we wanted to have something that was a little bit more stately and elegant and serious as opposed to what could be construed as goofy by the end of our four and a half years, partially because tastes in design changed, because tastes in design always change over time, and partially because the timber of our podcast had slightly changed. We'd gone from being yep. this omnibus, omnivorous sort of multi-topic episodes podcast to a more structured and forward-looking season arc podcast. And and that right. made us want to have some different look for what we are actually doing content wise. And so hopefully you like it. Hopefully it works well for you. I think the typography is gorgeous. I want to give credit to Klim Type Foundry, which has a lot of really elegant typefaces that you can use. That We're you really can happy buy. with how this came out. Yes, you can buy. And they have a really smart business model, which as you know, if you've been with us since the beginning, we love it. We like people with good business models. <laughs> we do. So we were very happy to pay them for their excellent work. Yes. And I think that's probably enough said about the website, other than the fact that winningslowly.org slash live is indeed a thing now, so you can sometimes listen to us, and it'll be sometimes great. Yep. Also, we did choose new colors, and we chose yes. them for the same sorts of reasons, that purple and orange was more sort of jumpy and exciting and black and blue, especially the blue that we chose, which took some some work on it we we workshopped that a little bit the black and blue sort of convey a little bit more seriousness i'd like to give a secondary shout out to uh financial times and you may be thinking what <laughs> what we, saved listeners what we experimented with a version of red mm-hmm. and chris looked really pretty looked really pretty and chris was like that's a little i think that's what is that i was like i don't know is that like fortune he's like no it's financial times i was like oh man (laughs) that is that's the red from financial times and so we went and checked it out we're like it totally is so financial times branding is amazing amazing we didn't even see the words we just saw their color and like the combination of black and red we're like wow how did you do that's amazing it was very impressive so props to them they know how branding works yeah But that's enough said about that. We are really happy it's there, but we're here to talk about some of what we've done over the last hundred episodes and where we're going from here. This isn't, in a really important sense, this is not Winning Slowly 2.0, even though it's Winning Slowly website 2.0. Indeed. Because as we'll talk through, as we talk about some of our favorite episodes and some of the things we've said and done along the way, our focus on this show has gotten tighter It is narrowed, but we've been saying and doing basically the same things all along. So much so that we reference multiple times in every single season the very first episode we ever recorded. That's right. And it was super, super rough in many, many ways from audio quality to, well, if you go back and listen, our rapport wasn't there because we didn't know how to bounce (laughs) off of each other on air like we do now. It's very different, let me tell you, doing it across the internet than it is across a room. That's right. 
And we didn't know what our structure was going to be. We had three different topics there. We talked about people like the Pope and John Piper on Twitter and people doing hobbyist things for careers and Google acquiring Nest. We covered all of those in one 42-minute long episode. And while, yes, Mm -hmm. I know some of our episodes this season have crept up more in that direction, we're not doing three separate topics anymore. Yep. But that episode said and laid foundations for things that we come back to often. And that's actually proven to be a theme for us. We... Looking back, even at that really rough, weird season zero, we're in beta, we're still saying and doing the same things. Hopefully, we're doing them a lot better now. But winning slowly remains what we set out for it to be, and I'm really proud of that. Yeah, and I I took some time to go back and look through some of the episodes that we had done and kind of point out some of the things to ourselves and... In our first season, season zero, like Chris said, it was a little little <laughs> wild, but there were some great episodes. One of my favorite titles out of all of uh, the episodes that we've done is episode 11, Only Acceptable Cream Cheese, which, by the way, Philadelphia is <laughs> Remains still- craft. Still- No, no. Well, yes, craft, but Philadelphia, Kraft's Philadelphia yes. Cream Cheese is still- only acceptable. And uh, I have some in my refrigerator right now. I do too. It's great. <laughs> there are also, if you go through and look at the the individual things we talked about, we talked about tech companies pivoting. We talked about uh, individual platforms. We talked about prosumerization. We talked about interpersonal ethics, humility. And uh, we talked about art Christian art, talked about Kickstarter, which we've talked about a lot since then. (laughs) We talked about pricing on the internet. We talked about internet radio. We talked about, as Chris mentioned, religious Twitter. All of these things are things that have come up routinely throughout the various seasons. Mm -hmm. So even if we didn't quite know what we were doing, we kind of knew what we wanted to be doing. (laughs) And that's great. Like, that's encouraging to us that we're like, hey, we didn't suck at this. And so... (laughs) That's good. And then we finally made it to season one, and there's a surprising number of good things in there. Like we, it's true. We did our first album review, Ars Moriendi by The Collection. We had the one of Chris's- I was going to say some of my favorite titles. Oh, yes. We have some great titles. Because Capitalism Yay (laughs) is a great title. Which is the one where Stephen mourned at the length of the entire episode (laughs) about the death of the iPod classic. It's it's true. It's- it's, uh, it's 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 piece of performance art, really. If you go and look at it, like <laughs> I'm performing mourning and sadness. It's amazing. We still make fun of me for that, and I make fun of myself for that. But I was I was deeply moved. Uh, we have rebuke me some people, which is a great title, and also it was one of our first explicit attempts at doing interpersonal ethics. So we kind of did it a little bit in season zero, but episode one, we were like, hey, we need interpersonal ethics as well as technology ethics to kind of make a whole technological ethics. Like you can't just talk about technology and like hope that the people will just like ethics it up. So, Well, strictly speaking, I'll remind you, Stephen, that there's a gap in season zero because we did try it and it oh, went that's, horribly. That's true. If you go back and look at season zero, it goes 0.07 and 0.09 because 0.08 was a catastrophe. Yeah, it was real bad. It was. We didn't know how to do it yet. So 1.06 was the first time we actually figured out how to do it right. and had an episode worth releasing. Right. That's, that's definitely true. And 
It's uh, actually we we in episode one point zero two we talked about family, which was related mm-hmm. to interpersonal ethics, but not as explicitly as we would come to do, which is how do you interact with people over these issues, which is something that we have continued to talk about throughout all of the seasons, right. which is not just, hey, here's some technology, but we acknowledge deeply that people are the motivating factors a lot of times behind technology. And so therefore dealing with right. people and technology together is important. Uh, right. Shout out to Shannon Valor. <laughs> More on that soon. More on that soon. And so uh, another really great one, Buying Me Off with Warm Fuzzies. Great <laughs> title. Best titles. And we had a series of great titles and, there. And the subtitles on these are awesome as well. So th- I should preface, this one's about art. <laughs> and the subtitles are, No One Would Be Left. Drop the big bombs to power their evil machines of death. <laughs> Those may have been the greatest subtitles yes. I ever wrote. They're really fantastic. They're super great. So there's a lot of experimenting that we were doing in season one. And then we go to season two and we're really gaining some footing here. Yeah. One of the things that's really interesting in season two, looking back at it, is it was like we had figured out what we were doing finally. It only and we took weren't a year. as hard as we would be. Year and a half. In season three. Yeah. But there are some really interesting things. And again, themes that we pick up now along the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, for one, one, one happy, funny aside is we talked about, quote unquote, Starbucks University looking at ASU. Shout out to ASU where Stephen is now an assistant professor. I work there now. What's up? We did not see that coming then. No, we didn't. But it's kind of cool. Yeah. We also continued to experiment. And this has been a theme. Our We have experimented pretty much every season with new things, and we will continue to. Mm -hmm. That season, we read aloud 79 Theses for Disputation on Technology by Alan Jacobs Mm -hmm. and did a little interaction at the end. We've never done anything quite like it again. We might still yet keep your ears open this season. Mm -hmm. There's things that could happen. We talked about ride sharing when it was new. Yeah, like, and that was only like four years ago. And it wasn't like super new then, but it was new enough that we were like, oh, you took a ride share. Interesting. Right. Interesting. Right. Now it's like I, my car didn't start a couple days ago. Like, yeah, I'll just lift to work and it'll be fine. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah, anyway. Right. We also, in this season, established the Winning Slowly Hall of Fame, which has two people in it. The first being Dan Price of Gravity Payments, episode 2.12. And uh, we'll get to the next one uh, later. <laughs> because we got out winning slowly. We got out winning we'll slowly. We'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> uh, it, this also includes what might be Chris and I's favorite episode that we've ever recorded, but certainly is the best edit that Chris or I have ever done on this episode, which was true. the Rich Mullins episode. And if you want to hear that edit, all you have to do is go to 1630 in episode yep. 2.06. Technically, it happens at 1641, but you don't want to like jump right there. You got to have the, the lead up. Let, let it lead into it. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's good. It's good. I listened to it again, and I was like, oh, man, I just got shivers. Sometimes when I just need shivers, I go back and listen to that episode. It's, it's True a, story. It's a real good episode. I mean, I know that we're gassing ourselves up here a little bit, but it is. <laughs> It was really fun. It was. And then and then season three happened. And season three, 
I've thought about this, and Stephen and I have talked about this over the years since then, but this is when Winning Slowly seemed to lock in. Yep. We had a theme for the season, though we didn't consciously develop it quite as much as we have since then, on the relationship between capitalism and ethics and technology. We joke mm-hmm. about it a lot now because we hammered Amazon that season, and let's be fair, <laughs> they deserved it, but we did beat them up a fair bit. Yeah, that was a lot. We had some good titles like Juice Up the Weird Edges of the Ecosystem, it's... which was our Amazon dead-on title. We just beat them up hard on that. Which is funny because we had we had also talked about them in the previous episode, and then we talked about them in the first two versions of the episodes of the season, which is just it's true. hilarious. Anyway. We also did a live episode that season for the first time mm-hmm. in Stephen's or one of Stephen's colleagues. We did it different ways, different years, mm-hmm. but classes at NC State, and that was a lot of fun. Those were also accompanied by unrecorded the first time, recorded later, uh, some material on podcasting. And those are in our bonus Mm -hmm. episodes list. So if you're Mm -hmm. interested in podcasting and how to think about it, how to do it well, there are basically two copies of roughly the same lecture that I gave in 2016, I believe, or spring 2000. Yeah, it was 2016. Yeah. And one of them has a little bit more emphasis on tools and one of them has a little bit more emphasis on processes. So yeah, they're good compliments. So there's some overlap. So season three was good. Basically our we're we're good. We've got this. And then, of course, we started experimenting wildly again. Yeah, <laughs> we said we've, we're comfortable now. Let's try something new. Yeah, yeah. We also interviewed Ryan O'Neill of Sleeping mm-hmm. at Last, which is one of like the top five most amazing moments that I've had in Winning Slowly. <laughs> because first off, we were like, "What if we could interview him?" And then he said, "Yes." We were like, "Oh no, we have to interview we have him." To interview him. <laughs> What are we going to do? So that was really, and he was wonderful and really, really fascinating. Um, I also loved that uh, when we asked him about his career choices, he's like, this was the only plan. This is the only option. We're like, that is how a career works, I suppose. (laughs) So then we did jump into season four and we tried a season that was focused on a topical issue from the outset. We looked at globalization and how this intersects with all sorts of things, everything from farms to protest art. Yeah. And and one of our best episodes, also a case where we threw something away, 4.08 is maybe my favorite ever Winning Slowly episode because yeah. we straight up got out Winning slowly by someone. Oh, yeah. We got about 10 minutes into recording an episode about some moves that the blogging startup called ghost. It's kind of a, an interesting thing. And I really just commend to you go back and listen to the episode and, and listen to John O'Nolan talk about it. Cause we got 10 minutes into it and we were kind of unsure about how we were landing. And we realized we're doing basically journalism in this episode in a way that we don't normally, and we should really just give the ghost folks a chance to talk to us at least. So we emailed them and one of the co-founders said, I'd love to be on the show. And we said, <laughs> okay, let's Aww. do that. And he came on and articulated a really delightful, wonderful, very winning slowly frame on how they were thinking about developing this platform for publishing on living globally on why they made the specific move to go have their base of operations in Singapore that they did. He literally outwinning slowly to us. And we just came out of that episode saying, number one, we're super glad we threw away the first 10 minutes we had recorded previously. But number two, sometimes you should just email people because surprisingly, they'll often just 
talk to you. Yeah. What's amazing is that I still am not entirely sure that I'm as winning slowly as John O'Nolan is. <laughs> like he's just he's he's just out there like doing it. And like you can follow him on Twitter and you can see that he is like doing it in public yep. and it is impressive. So, John O'Nolan was our second member of the Winning Slowly Hall of Fame. There's only two members Indeed. in it. If you have people <laughs> who you want to nominate for the Winning Slowly Hall of Fame, we are accepting applications. I will note that this is a very different bucket from our recently coined Thorny Champion bucket. Yeah, that's a diff- it's a different category. <laughs> different category. Uh, Season 4 also included one important thing that we've drawn on a lot since then, and mm-hmm. that was this distinction between things that are reasonable in the sense that they make sense. We can understand how you get there and justifiable. Mm -hmm. And by that, we mean you should act on that. Yeah. And we talked about that in the context of protest art and some other things, but it's come back time and again. And it is a really useful framing I use when talking to people in real life to be able to say, you know, that's reasonable. I get how you got there. But acting on it is still not justifiable. You should not do something the way you think you should. Don't do that. Yeah. No. (laughs) Totally understandable. Totally don't do that. But don't do that. (laughs) Yeah. And so overall, season four is an interesting season. It is Mm -hmm. the least technological of our episode of our seasons and that's intentional we wanted to talk about how technology related to this overarching concept and ultimately there are some episodes that have hooks into technology but Mm -hmm. really are about something else like episode 4.07 is literally about war and the end of history which is probably the last time we're going to talk about the end of history and the nation state in the same episode because while chris and i i mean while chris and i are really interested (laughs) in that it, it's not as related to the core of our technological interests as we right. now know that it would not be. But at the time, we were like, hey, this is a thing that we could do. Let's try this. Um, yep. We also talked about Kickstarter some more because we're going to keep talking about Kickstarter forever. <laughs> forever. forever. Until it's gone. And then we're going to talk about it after that. Season five was in some ways our most ambitious season. Mm. We rolled out this framework for how things exist in the sense of structure and agency. And this is the kind of thing that as, as a frame, you could probably go write a a thesis or a dissertation on this. There's a lot here and we covered it reasonably well, but it was also really ambitious. Now that said, it also includes several of our very, very best episodes and was, I think really solid. The two we'll point you to are 5.11 Fences, neighbors, etc., on vaccinations and the application of force, and 5.05, faint not, which is on mm. civil forfeiture and mm. entrenched legal evil. Mm. And I, if I'm trying to show somebody what the best winning slowly can be, those are the episodes I point them to. Yep. And one of the things I think is interesting, I don't, I don't want to spend a lot of time, and I don't think we will spend a lot of time other than to mention. 6.06 on big data from this season. Yep. It's all very current. It's We don't have enough perspective in a lot of ways to say, yep. here's what's the best. And we're not done yet. Nope. But I think those two episodes from season five give us a good segue now that we've kind of happily patted ourselves on the back for some of the things that went well and laughed at ourselves for some of the things that went wrong. Mm-hmm. To talk a bit about what has been consistent yeah. and why and what we're doing and where we're going 
from here going forward, because it's fun to review and look back on all of those. But one of the things we want to do with this episode is trace out what is Winning Slowly doing. And we've touched on this in various ways in meta episodes at the ends of seasons along the way, and we kind of introduced it in that early episode. But it's worth saying why that through line exists and how it works. And as we noted, there are a lot of content ideas that have stayed the same through there. Mm. Now, hopefully we've gotten a lot better at articulating them. I think we're thinking a lot more clearly on a lot of them, having thought out loud with you as our listeners and bouncing off of each other over the last few years. Mm-hmm. But everything in our remit, technology, religion, ethics, and art, are things we keep coming back to, and we keep coming back to them with a particular frame, which in a lot of ways we only made explicit in this season. And that frame is a Christian worldview but I need to stop and define that term in a minute because quote-unquote Christian worldview. Yeah, Weltanschauung. Worldview has a lot of connotations and meanings that aren't necessarily what we mean by it. What, what we're really getting at here is, as we talked about in 6.02 this season, this frame and this way of walking in the world, of being in the world. And most of the time, that doesn't come out explicitly. The language Stephen and I came up with as we were thinking out loud about this together yesterday is that we're an expressly but often not explicitly Christian show. All the time, we're coming from the perspective of people who are thinking about things as Christians. And as we said earlier in season six, everyone's thinking from somewhere, and it's really important to know where you're thinking from and where you're coming from. And among other things, that gives you tools for knowing how to interact with people who are coming from different places from you Mm -hmm. and how to integrate a lot of the wisdom that they might have that you might not yet. Yeah, We're reading and we'll talk at some length about Shannon Valor's technology and the virtues. And she has a lot of things to say that we really agree with. She has a fair number of things to say that we don't. As I wrote in a blog post, it's okay. She's a really good conversation partner. Mm -hmm. But part of it is because she's explicit about where she's coming from, Mm -hmm. and we're explicit about where we're coming from. And that gives us the ability to integrate the good and right insights that she has without being threatened by them. Right. So to to pick up where Chris left off on the idea of worldview, we see worldview more as a response – in the world to the things that you believe as opposed to a list of things you have to agree to to get on our team. And there are situations where rules are involved in both of those, but it's the idea of it being a response instead of it being a gateway. And I think that is different in, as you look at the kind of history of this concept uh, and how it's been used in various ways from you know philosophy, German philosophy, to Christian contexts in the 80s and 90s and then to now, there's a lot of development and sometimes not entirely overt or explicit development of the concept right. in that way. And so we're much more looking at it as a response. This is literally how we are doing things in the world or how we are proposing to do things in the world because of what we believe, right? as opposed to the other, which is do this and then you get to be on our team. The way, another way of summarizing that is to say that a lot of times when you hear Christians talking about worldview things, they're describing a set of propositions to affirm. And that is not 
wrong, but it's not the whole of what we're getting at. Another way to talk about it is what is the story you understand yourself to be in and how does that affect the way that you walk through life? And we've hit on that a lot this season in that what we're talking about throughout season six is this frame of thinking, what what is it that wisdom applied, ethics applied in this sort of practical wisdom sense means for life? And there are doctrinal things behind that. We've talked about them, but it's more than that, not less than that. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot more than that. You can have all your ducks in a row propositionally and still be a fool. You can be in in the biblical sense of the word. You can be an idiot because you believe you say all the right things, but you don't understand the way that they should fit together into your life. You don't have, as we talked about in an episode where we talked a lot about snap judgments, you don't have them ground into you that's not really a great phrase for it. Yeah, uh, I think you're saying you're not grounded in them. Yes, that's a that's a good. <laughs> We're gonna grind this right on into you. <laughs> it does feel like that sometimes, though. You don't have them as the fundamental ground of the way you approach reality. And there's a really big difference between saying, "Here's the thing I believe," and saying that having it be the case that something is so deeply in you that you can make good right snap judgments as we talked about mm-hmm. in that episode and then be able to interrogate and sometimes correct those snap judgments right. consciously. Right. But that's what we talk about when we talk about this kind of virtuous life, this kind of right. way of living. And I don't think it's a coincidence that early on Christianity was often called the way it wasn't merely a set of propositions. It it didn't lack for propositions and some really important ones, mm-hmm. but it wasn't merely that. And we want to be not merely that. And so one of the reasons that we often don't talk explicitly about those propositions that undergird things, we do when it, it makes sense, but one of the reasons we don't often is because what we want to do is explicate a way of thinking and mm-hmm. a way of living mm-hmm. and a way of responding to the world as we find it. That is always, and this is what I meant when I said expressly but not always explicitly, that's always undergirded by our view of the world, our our deep-seated, sometimes subconscious, often even subconscious view of the world and understanding of where it is that I live and what it is that I do and who it is that I am and what it is that my existence means, mm-hmm. the things that flow out of that, and if we have the right all of those – then they flow out in the right ways, in the way that we respond to Google Duo or <laughs> Google Glass or Amazon. Apple's latest thing or Amazon's latest thing, but also in the, should we be shoving our faces in front of smartphones every hour of the day? Or what would it mean to have sustainable farming and sustainable small towns and those kinds of considerations? You can't get there from nowhere. And right. so- What we've been interested in doing and what we're interested in continuing to do is articulate that frame and hopefully in a way that makes for that kind of productive conversation, even with people who don't agree with us. And I can say for myself, and I think this goes for Stephen as well, that one of the things I've loved over the last four and a half years is hearing from people who disagree with us. Sometimes people in our own tribe who disagree with us, mm-hmm. and sometimes people who aren't Christians at all, some of whom are atheists, some of whom are broadly agnostic, some of whom are kind of generally theistic, but not Christians, saying, I think you're wrong about this. And that has been a delight, and it has 
whenever we've had that meant to me that we're accomplishing our goal mm-hmm. of creating a conversation from that frame that can be productive and can mm-hmm. go places. Mm-hmm. And we're very interested in continuing to do even more of that. So we're starting to plan season seven now. So don't think this is like mm-hmm. the end of winning slowly because A, we just gave the contrary. We just gave you a brand new website to show that like we're doing this. And B, we have as we've developed these ideas, as we've gone through these seasons, as we've figured out how to do interviews and how to do live episodes and how to do live streaming episodes and how to do all these things, we're able to focus less and less on the technical aspects. And you're all thankful that my audio doesn't (laughs) sound like junk, but we're able to focus less on the technical aspects and we're able to kind of dig in to some of the more truly ethical focuses of this podcast. And so as we go forward, we probably will have more integrated episodes that have to do with art, religion, Mm -hmm. ethics, technology. We probably will have more episodes that focus in on concepts related to technology instead of just technologies themselves. So things like privacy, things like, Mm -hmm. uh, things like data, you know, we started to talk about what data means, but there's a lot more there. And so, That's where we're going is that we're finally, as we've been journeying through the the seasons with you, we've been honing and refining the things that mean the most to us and that best make sense of our admittedly redonkulously huge, <laughs> redonkulously huge subtitle. Sometimes I have to explain to people that we do have a focus. We didn't just try to cover like everything in all of life. Whereas what I just tell people is it's our excuse to talk about whatever we want because that covers all of human existence. <laughs> but we're getting more and more focused, <laughs> thankfully. Um, although you'll probably still have another Star Wars episode just warning you about that. <laughs> it's basically just going to happen. It's going to happen. But all that to say that the focus of the episodes, the focus of the seasons that we've been trying to get at since season one, we really feel like we're starting to get there, especially the last four or five episodes. We really feel like we're doing the thing we want to be doing. And that's gratifying that even in looking back through all the episodes, I was able to look at it and say, yeah, this is what we want to be doing. We haven't gone away from our principles. We've been able to keep developing what we want to be doing, which is great because that's not always the case when you go back and look at things. Uh, Right. And so that's been really great. We're really thrilled to be able to say that this is winning slowly. This is what we do. You're going to get more winning slowly. And it, it, we're excited about it. We're excited about what we do. We're grateful for those of you who've listened to us along the way. One of the things I ponder a lot is that our audience is very small, but as far as I can tell, very dedicated. Yeah. We're by no means big fish in the podcasting world. We have a few hundred listeners, but But. as far as I can tell, those listeners stick around. I still hear from people who I know started in Mm. season zero and helped us figure out what the Mm -hmm. heck we were doing and continue to give us good feedback Mm -hmm. and continue to interact with us and continue to listen. Mm -hmm. And the show has in a way that seems very appropriate to us, grown really slowly and steadily. It's a listener here and a listener there. We are winning very slowly. Very slowly. And that's, that's very gratifying, and we're very grateful to all of you who have listened to us thus far. We hope there are another 100 episodes coming, and that when episode 200 rolls around, 
we'll be able to look back and reflect and continue to see some of that slow, steady growth. Mm-hmm. Also continue to see how we have learned and grown mm-hmm. along this. One of the reasons I love this show is that I have learned and grown a lot in doing it. I mm-hmm. think better and more clearly through thinking through these things out loud with Steven. Yeah. So I'll say, Steven, thanks for saying, yeah, that sounds interesting when I <laughs> sent you a message on, wait for it, Facebook Messenger, almost five years ago and said, we should do a podcast. Yeah. Fun fact, <laughs> it took us all of five minutes to come up with the title for this podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm still shocked. <laughs> It was, it was just the right thing. It was thing. just the right We thing. did a quick Google search as we were talking because yep. we were talking, yeah, winning, but but we're not in a hurry. It's yep. like we're winning slowly yep. and we did a Google search and no one, Boom. we could find at that point basically zero references to the phrase winning slowly Boom. anywhere on the internet. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. So I also am thankful to Chris, one, because I get to do podcasting and I've been able to teach podcasting in my courses, and I've been able to say with some level of expertise, this is how you do this. Uh, I've been able to have live podcast recordings in my classes. I've been able to pick up concepts that we've developed here and use them in my work. I've been able to do a lot of things. I've also been able to talk to some of the people who I really admire, which is even more cool. And so... Thanks, Chris. And also, thanks to you, listeners. If, you know, we've had over 25,000 downloads of Winning Slowly, which is mind blowing to us. Like, that's just so many downloads. And so, we are deeply grateful that you are taking the time. If you're listening live, thanks. And if you're listening in recorded form, once it pings your phone, thank you also. We just are real grateful that this is a thing that we can do and that is valuable and interesting to people like you. We really appreciate that. So get excited for more Winning Slowly. Next week, we've got a really cool episode. It's true. We don't know what the- to another hundred. Yeah. I was about to say, I I don't remember what the topic is, but it's going to be really cool. (laughs) We're confident, people. We're really, really confident. We know it. So the music at the beginning of the episode was uh, part of the discography of the Midnight Suns, which is the the little indie pop project that I have. Uh, thanks to everybody who's listened to that over the years as well. Just thought I'd mm-hmm. shoehorn both of my projects in together. <laughs> Why not? And you can use it. Just let me know you've used that music. Thanks as well to the folks who sponsored the show this month. The person sponsoring at the rate where we thank them on air every time is Kurt Klassen. Thanks, Kurt. What's up, Kurt? Thanks as well. I want to shout out other people, Jeremy Sherman, Andrew Fallows, and others who've sponsored the show over the years. Jeremy Churfus. Yeah, Jeremy Churfus. Those things have meant a lot to us, and they've enabled us along the way to do some of what we've done in mm-hmm. terms of better tech, in terms of having a good place to keep our show notes together mm-hmm. and so on. Yep. So thank you. We really appreciate we it. We really do. And as Chris mentioned, people actually do talk to us on various platforms, and we really appreciate that. And you can do that on Twitter, at Scaradini, at Winning Slowly, at Chris Kreitcho. Uh You can also email us, hello at Winning Slowly. Dot org. You can, uh, you know, flag us down on the street. I heard this thing called web mentions the other day. Like, please web mention <laughs> us. That's super rad. Uh, Chris, our tech doesn't actually support that. I, I don't care. Do it anyway. <laughs> Do it anyway. 
I've, I forgot to say, because I was so distracted with, genuinely just distracted by thinking how grateful I am for those of you who've sponsored the show over the years. If you would like to sponsor the show for the next hundred episodes or any number of those next hundred episodes, yep. you can do that at patreon.com slash winning slowly for monthly support, or you can go to cash.me slash dollar sign winning slowly to shoot something our way just once. That's right. And as always, truly and gratefully, thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time. See you next time.